Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Bagels and Bad Beats on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Phone number 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, hit the contact Scott icon, and fire away. We'll throw some emails, some tweets, and uh, more phone calls if they should come in over the next hour or so as we continue to talk the world of sports. Busy, busy day yesterday, as you may have just heard in our update. Uh, baseball players agreed to final two um you know, stipulations, we'll say, from the owners. So they're going to report the training camps by July 1st. They're going to play a 60-game season, which figures to start around July 24th. The expanded rosters by a couple of players. Uh, all DH, you know, even in the National League, extra rating games will have a runner start at second base as they don't want these games lasting too long. Uh, teams are going to have a taxi squad, and I question whether Tim Tebow of the New York Mets would finally make a big league roster, even though they could be playing these games, depending on their situation, without fans in the stands. So, you know, there'd be no reason from that standpoint, but it would as far as bringing attention to the New York Mets and selling some paraphernalia, i.e. Tim Tebow jerseys. So we'll see if Tebow doesn't make it now, you know, with the rosters getting to 60, then, then forget at 32 you know, what, what's the point? Uh, newly married and everything else. You got coronavirus players popping up all over the place. Seven players from the from the Phillies, uh, three more from the Rockies. You know, so it's uh, from that standpoint, it's not getting any better. Big day in the NBA today as players have to notify their teams whether they will be playing in the upcoming season. Avery Bradley of the L.A. Lakers has already told the Lakers he is not. You know, teammate Dwight Howard apparently is considering on doing the same thing, which would be a big blow, I would think. More so Dwight than it would be Bradley. But And apparently the Lakers are considering signing J.R. Smith believe it or not, to reunite with uh, LeBron James. That would be interesting. So phone calls, emails, tweets, all coming up on a Bagels and Bad Beats Wednesday morning, 844-843-6879. And we'll delve further into the NASCAR thing. And Pete Carroll, boy, you talk about just being two-faced. We'll bring that up as well. All coming up next on Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning. If you're through, by the way. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning Scott Lesbold again, the phone number 844-843-6879. Send a tweet at Office of Picks. Email me, go to the website, hit the contact, Scott icon, and fire away. Baseball apparently back 
And uh, Avery Bradley decides he will not be back, as he has told the Lakers he is opting out of the uh, opportunity to play down in Orlando because he needs to be with his family. So J.R. Smith is thinking, you know, the Lakers are supposedly thinking about uh, signing J.R. Smith to replace him. Today is the last day in which teams, or which players can notify their teams uh, to, that they're not going to be partaking in the upcoming season if, in fact, there is one this way. Uh, if so, they need to replace those players as the Lakers uh, will definitely need to do with Avery Bradley and maybe with uh, Dwight Howard. You know, we've heard Damian Lillard and Carmelo Anthony with the Portland uh, Trailblazers uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, speculate that they might not resume play. So we'll see. I, I got a feeling we're going to get a couple, but I, I would be surprised if it was, you know, maybe outside of Lillard. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if you got more than a handful, and, and I mean less than 10, you know, and, and probably closer to five or six. I could be wrong. Who knows? But that's what I'm thinking. And, and quite frankly, I wouldn't be opting out now anyway, except for your team can replace you. But who are they going to replace you with? J.R. Smith? I mean, it, it, there's no uh, you know Scott Wetzel out there that's waiting to put on a uniform that's really going to help a team. You have who you have. You can't get any foreign players. They've already ruled that out. So who else is really out there that would make that big a difference? You, you would be hurt by obviously not having a Damian Lillard or even a Carmelo Anthony or whoever the case may be, but you're not going to re replace them. So whether they announce it now or they announce it tomorrow, what, what's the difference? Uh, they are screwed. Um, we have the uh, NASCAR situation, FBI, as we speculated all along that it really wasn't a noose. And it was just the garage door handle that was suggested on our program yesterday morning from a phone caller, Mike in Manhattan, or um, um, uh, what's his face in Manhattan. And it, lo and behold, uh, that's exactly what it was, just a, a, a handle of a garage door. Yeah. Um, and you know what? We told you so. I told you so. I told you so. But that's exactly all it was. So how, how about that, John in Manhattan? Um, and now Bubba Wallace went on CNN last night. And said he doesn't care what the FBI thinks. He doesn't care what NASCAR thinks. He doesn't care what anyone else thinks. He still thinks it was a noose. Even though all the evidence shows it was just a dopey garage door handle that someone apparently just threw to the side. He doesn't care. He doubled down on CNN late last night saying, nope, not buying it. It, it was a noose. And I tell you, we kind of joked about whether it's better to be known as stupid or a racist. And, and we sided with, well, you know what? I, I'd rather be known as stupid. I, I could deal with that versus a racist, which is uh, horrific, right? Who wants to be really labeled a racist? And, and we suggested that with NASCAR. And we said, two things are either going to occur. They're either going to come out and say, this was a mistake, and, and we look like a bunch of bozos, or they're going to say, well, yeah, uh, we have a, a racist uh, worker whether it's a motorsports worker, whether it's a speedway worker, whether it's whoever, we have a racist, you know, surrounding our facilities doing stuff like this. So NASCAR, you know, had that little dilemma and they chose, let's expose the story for what it is, which is a fraud. So you want to think NASCAR is filled with a bunch of dopes? Yes. That's better than being thought that there's actually racists out there putting up nooses all over the place. So I, I am very disappointed in Bubba Wallace with the interview last night, doubling down. Not sure why he continues to think he was pissed, his words, upset, his words. It, to me, it seemed like he was disappointed. Now, he was pissed and upset you know, at social media, which has been challenging him and questioning his words, again, his integrity. 
you know, suggesting that maybe he planted this thing or I don't know about planning that that would really take some, you know, balls. I'm not going to go that far. But do I think that they realized this was just a garage door handle and then ran with it? You know, when you look at the highlights of all the other drivers, you know, pushing Wallace's car up front Monday before the race, uh, solidarity movement. I mean, it, it's very encouraging, very uplifting. You see things like that. You know, maybe he just got caught up in the moment. Maybe NASCAR, you know, you got the, the boat that's flying overhead about the defunding NASCAR because of the Confederate flag. Maybe NASCAR said, you know, we need to counterattack that. We, we need to, you know, and if we could have 40 drivers show their solidarity with the one black race car driver that's on the circuit uh, full time anyway, you know, that that's not the worst thing in the world. So let's, you know, we'll call in the FBI. And even though we kind of know it probably was nothing, but if it gives us in a strange sort of way, it gives us some good publicity and exposes, you know, the cause and, and promotes the cause, you know, in a strange sort of way. Could you reason that off? Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, at least in Bubba Wallace's eyes, because I, I just I can't believe NASCAR can be that stupid. I, I, I just can't believe it. I, I really I don't. I don't believe it. Just like I didn't believe the story originally, just like I don't believe someone painted words on LeBron James's fence. I don't believe this story. I don't I don't believe that. Every single motorsport worker, every single NASCAR worker, every single person involved with this could be that dumb. I mean, to not realize it's just a dopey garage door handle. I, I you, you can't be that stupid. You, you just can't. You know, I, I just again, if pictures were shown of where and how the noose was found. Then I get it. But with security people all around, they had to wonder right away, like, gee, how'd somebody get into the garage area, right? And boy, this rope off looks awfully familiar. Kind of looks like a garage door handle, doesn't it? I mean, that would have been my instant thought, you know, especially when I would have seen the garage door handle busted, unless someone replaced it and threw this one to, to the ground. These are the things you know, that you need to really kind of find out before maybe you finalize an opinion on it. But he's getting ripped, and I, I'd like to believe that he didn't know. I, I, You know, maybe he was kept quiet about the whole situation. Um, let, let's hope that's it, because if he knew and ran with this thing, and, and then he doubles down on the interview last night, I, it's just, it's a bad look. It is just a bad, bad look. I'll tell you what else is a bad, bad look. The Seattle Seagirls are apparently, and I say apparently because you never quite know about these things, but according to reports, NFL Network is reporting that they are considering signing either wide receiver Antonio Brown or wide receiver Josh Gordon, who did play on Seattle last year. Now, and the Ravens apparently have shown some interest as well. We all know that because he's worked out with Lamar Jackson because his cousin is on the team. So I don't know how much real interest there is there. So we all know about Antonio Brown, you know, sexual misconduct, accused allegations, two different women. NFL is still investigating, so they still have this hammer over Brown's head. If he does sign with the team, they could still whack him, you know, anywhere from two to four to six games, maybe an entire season. Who knows, right? So that's hovering over Antonio Brown's head. And we all know dopey Josh Gordon. He's already been suspended not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, but five times already from the NFL. He's only 29 for violating the NFL's drug policy. I mean, he's clearly the Steve Howe of the NFL. No two ways about that. And yet they're willing to apparently sign 
either one, if not both, of these bird brains. So what's the issue, Scott? Well, you know, yes, Gordon was on the team, so they maybe they've gotten to know him and realize he's not a bad guy. Antonio Brown is a mope. We all know that. Uh, but, you know, last week, Pete Carroll's out there telling the world, well, you know, we had Colin Kaepernick in here for a workout, and we talked to him, and we really wanted to sign him, but we didn't. And, boy, I really regret that. I look back on that, and I thought he was going to be a starter in the league, so we didn't want to make him a backup, and I feel bad. But what about signing him now then, Pete? Well, now now, now we have Geno Smith, you know, the great Geno Smith making a million dollars a year in a non-guaranteed contract. I mean, gee, you can't expect Kaepernick to be uh, supplanting of the great Geno Smith. So we're happy with the, who we have now. Okay. You know, I'm the last person to defend Colin Kaepernick. But if you're Kaepernick and you really, really, really want to get in, in the league, you have a head coach who says he regrets not signing you way back when, clearly has an opportunity for a backup quarterback position, but is shying away, but is now considering signing Antonio Brown or Josh Gordon. Is that how far Colin Kaepernick has fallen, that you'd rather have Antonio Brown on your team than Colin Kaepernick? Wow. Which one is it, Pete? Do you want to stay away from the bad guys or don't you? Just, just pick one. I don't care which side it is, but don't say one bird brain's okay and the other one is not. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning, 844-843-6879. Cool, coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels and Bad Beats on this Wednesday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 844-843-6879. We'll continue to monitor a little early. I don't know if players would be opting out this early in the morning, but today is the last day that player NBA players uh, can opt out, if you will, uh, and say they're not going to partake in the upcoming NBA season. NHL uh, lowered their magic number to six. Uh, they need to figure out which two cities are they're going to use as hubs. And they took two off the list yesterday with Pittsburgh and Dallas eliminated. So now you got Las Vegas, Chicago, L.A., Edmonton, Toronto, and Vancouver have made the cut. You know, Columbus was scratched on Monday. And uh, you would think that uh, Las Vegas would be one with all the hotels and everything. I'm sure they would love it with the casinos opening up. But uh, who knows? But those are the six now that they are saying are being considered. They're going to pick one for the Western Conference teams, one for the Eastern Conference playoffs, and uh, then go from there. So I, I think they'd get that done pretty soon. But uh, at this point, uh, that is not the case. Some interesting news with the NBA with uh, Nikola Jokic with the Denver Nuggets and also Paul, uh, Paul, uh, Paul George. Um, saying, explaining why he opted out basically and asked the Indiana Pacers to trade him because the Pacers refused to go get one of the best players in the NBA. I'll get to that story coming up. First up, uh, Marty in North Carolina joins us on Vegas and Bad Beats. What's up, Marty? Hey, Scotty. Good morning. Good morning, good morning America. Man. Scotty, real quick on the NFL. Real quick on the NFL. Is I know Pete Carroll's getting older, but is he getting senile? 
is he trying to destroy that team? Uh, my God, he's talking Kaepernick. He's talking Josh Gordon. He's talking Antonio Brown. I mean, holy crap! You bring guys like that in, and I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, is he is he just saying it to say it? He was. You know I, I mean? think you hit it right. Really... I mean, I think he's he. You know, listen, he's a young looking man, but I think he's sixty, either sixty six or sixty seven. So you know, he seemingly enjoys you know the game, and I don't know how many more he years he thinks seven. he has. He he might be. He really. I remember seeing it. I'll Google it here as we talk. But I remember seeing it's like, wow, he is one of the older coaches in the NFL. So maybe he's just saying, listen, I got a year or two. You know, uh, Russell Wilson's going to be coming up with a new contract. We're going to have to give him a gazillion dollars. I, you know, I got one one more crack at this. Six sixty eight. I'm being told. Wow. So yeah, I mean, how many okay. more years? My God. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many more exactly. years do you want to do? So. It, if I could take Antonio Brown for half a season. See, the, it's interesting, Marty. Normally, you'd say, well, a guy is looking at a, a six or maybe four to six, eight-game suspension as a negative. But if you sign Antonio Brown, I think that would, is almost like a positive. Because you tell yourself, all right, I don't have to deal with this bird brain for, for six to eight games. All I really need him for is the last four games or so, getting game shape, and then make a playoff run. Exactly. If we have him for the entire season, he's going to get himself in trouble. He just will. So, you know what? We sign him, have the NFL suspend him for eight games, and we'll take the final eight games and make a playoff push and run. And, uh, you know, they ought to be able to win without him. And maybe that's the best way to go. But either way, you're, you're right. You're bringing in a malcontent, a bird brain, you name it. That's him. Josh Gordon, never been really any good anyway, and, and, and Colin Kaepernick into the mix. You, you really are desperate for winning. Now, uh, on this NASCAR thing, you know, what, you know what the sad thing is, Scotty? Most of the times, actually like 99% of the times, when these uh, news things happen, you go look it up. It's every time. It, it's a hoax. It's every time. They happen in They've happened in, uh, it was either the Air Force Academy or the Naval Academy, I remember. They happen in colleges all the time, in high schools, uh, in workplaces, and it's always a hoax. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, ah, I don't believe that for a second. Now, this guy's got to humble himself. Like you said before, he's, he's doubling down. There's no, hum- there's, there's no humility there. Just say, you know what, let's get past this now. You can't. And what's NASCAR going to do? What is the team going to do? Because how are they going to get rid of this guy if he's really a bad driver? How do you get rid of him? Can you, you can't, can't get rid of him this season? So no. going into next season, oh my God, is he going to be their driver for life now? Uh, oh, this is a problem. This is a real problem. Well, think about it. I mean, oh they, they God, brought out bad for them. Yeah, I mean, think about it, Mark. They they brought out every Tom, Dick, and Harry. You know, they, they brought out Richard Petty. But the man's eighty plus years old. He hasn't been to a racetrack in years. But they brought him out the other day just to show his solidarity uh, behind him. I mean, they went through every pomp and circumstance in the world, and, and then they find out the whole thing was just a hoax or just a mistake. I won't say a hoax because that that says that was on purpose, but uh, certainly a, a mistake. I mean, yeah, how you, you can't get rid of him now. You can't. But he he does. You know, he should have gone on TV last night, Marty, or maybe this afternoon, not laugh it off. Don't get me wrong. But 
show some humility, show some personality, show like, hey, thank goodness, as I was saying in the first hour, you know, thank goodness that there's not a racist out there. Thank goodness this was just a mistake. It's a dopey mistake. I never saw it, but, you know, if you want to make fun of our racing team for thinking, maybe we jumped to some conclusions knowing what was going on in our country are bad, but, you know, kind of laughed it off and, and, and turned it into a positive, you know, again, saying that there's it's not racism it was just a, a dopey mistake um but instead he you know he doubles down and says no he's not buying the stories he's, he's not believing the fbi 15 people but not just one person 15 investigators he's calling liars or idiots so it, it, bad, to me a bad look for wallace just a bad uh, look. yeah and uh I have a I have a buddy who's uh, on one of those teams because you know I'm down here in NASCAR land, and I probably won't see this guy for months. But oh my gosh, the first time and me and this guy lock eyes on each other, I I want to get the lowdown from the inside on what's going on. Yeah. But uh, as soon as I find that out, Scotty, I will uh, call you and tell you. But uh, all right, let me go. I got to. I'm getting out of here and work in about 20 minutes. I got to clean this up and uh, go to bed. All right, Scotty, you guys, show's doing great. Love the calls. John from uh, Manhattan, you're awesome. And uh, have a good day. You got it, Marty. Appreciate it, bud. 844-843-6879. Yeah, there has to be, I say this uh, quite often, and more times than not, it's true. There has to be more to this story than meets the eye. There just has to. You cannot go to the length that NASCAR did so quickly. You know, it's almost like they wanted this attention. I I don't know why, you know, there is a saying out there, any attention is good attention, even if it's bad attention. You know, why would NASCAR jump to the conclusion of bringing the FBI in? Not local authorities, not rounding up some security members, not looking at some uh, tape that they may have of the garage. You know, they were they were that quick to call the FBI in. And, you know, you got a hate crime FBI. They're going to send every Tom, Dick and Harry out there, which they did 15 agents to the track to investigate. You know, if you're NASCAR, right, and and you're sitting on this story that is going to bring nothing but negative attention yourself not that you would bury the story but wouldn't you spend a day or two on your own trying to figure out okay you know what what is this thing it, it's a rope hanging supposedly in the garage again well, we don't really know specifically was it hanging or was it just thrown over a chair or was it thrown to the ground was it thrown in the garbage um you know if again i will tell you this if the rope was actually hanging in another part of the garage, then there's something to the story about it being a noose or, you know, subliminal message. If it was just, you know, God forbid, actually just still hanging on the garage door, then it would really be stupid. But assuming that it broke off and someone just threw it to the ground or threw it to the side, maybe over a chair, then... I don't I just don't understand why NASCAR would be so quick to call in the FBI and bring negative attention to itself. I mean, who wants to be, you know, labeled a racist organization or a racist sport again, especially with the Confederate flag situation? Or maybe that's it. You know, if you want to theorize, maybe NASCAR, which is trying to do, I I do believe, trying to get rid of the Confederate flag. And maybe they realize that that's been a, a tough fight. So they needed something else. 
to give it a little bit more credence. And they said, okay, you know, just getting rid of the flag is not enough. Let's really, really, really go over the top. And okay, we have a supposed noose being found. Let's take this and run with it. Call the FBI and make a you know big shindig out of this thing. It, listen, it's 2020. I, I don't say anything is out of the question. I, I really don't. It, it's sad. It's part of our society, but um, we've seen these things happen before. And uh, I, I don't know necessarily about Bubba Wallace finding out because, again, the one thing he did point out in the interview is that he did not see the news. So maybe he doesn't know the circumstances around it either. But, you know, would that be the craziest thing in the world if they actually did that just to bring attention to the cause? And maybe it brought a little bit too much attention. You know, they're bringing, you know, Richard Petty out. You know, they're bringing all the drivers out who did the honorable thing and pushing Wallace's car to the front of the pack at the start of the race. You know, I mean, it was a great moment when you really think about it. But then it's all for naught. Then it's, you know, Wallace should come out today, hold a press conference. Maybe he will explain it all off. And if listen, if he still thinks it was a noose, then give us some evidence. Give us some reasoning why you still think that this was actually planted there with the message of it being a noose. Give me something aside from, well, that's what I believe and that's what I want to believe. Because I wouldn't want to believe that. I, you know, I'd want to believe it's not a noose versus believing it is a noose. It seems like he wants to believe it was a noose a little bit too much. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning, 844-843-6879. More coming up with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. On a Wednesday morning with your truly Scott Wetzel taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. On a day in which baseball players and owners have agreed to a proposal for the supposed upcoming 2020 season. In honor of that, I got my uh, beloved uh, Red Sox jersey on. And I got to tell you, man, these things are freaking hot. <laughs> I'm sweating here. Uh, I want to get through the two-hour show in honor of our beloved Red Sox. But, man, I am just – it is hotter than hot. Uh, that is for sure. And I got the MLB on. They got the uh, Red Sox-Oakland uh, A's game in which Dopey Roger Clemens must have, uh, you know, flipped out. Well, he did flip out. Uh, and he got tossed out of the game because yeah, Clemens knew he was getting his ass kicked by the Oakland A's. But the good old days, you know, when Roger was actually Roger, the real Roger Clemens before the roids and, and everything else. So, But baseball uh, is back. You know, I'm looking at the, some of the stories here, and I see the four-letter network, one of our favorite whipping boys. By the way, Pete Carroll, not only is he 68, he's going to be 69 in September. 
So this upcoming season, he'll be 69. So you talk about a guy that, uh, you know, might be on his last leg as far as, you know, coaching is concerned. You know, maybe he's willing to look the other way on certain things that normally he wouldn't have done. But four-letter network, uh, I don't bring it up just because they don't need any more publicity than what they have. And that is viewership for the ESPYs on Sunday, which is normally a horrific program anyway, right? Uh, less than, let's put it this way, they had less viewers than we have listeners. Only 482,000 viewers. And they had it on both the four-letter network and the four-letter network uh, times two. Smallest ever, down substantially from the previous low, which was just under 2 million in 2011. Less than a half a million people watched the show. Down 81% from 2014, which was the last time it aired on uh, the four-letter network, not ABC. Last year, it was uh, just under 4 million. Wow. Under a half a million. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about those dopey things. You know, that's one of those situations where, you know, you talk about, you know, uh, not being able to get rid of a driver. Well, same thing. You know, when you start this, you know, uh, monstrosity, we'll call it, known as the ESPYs, and you, how do you stop it? How do you tell the world, well, you know what? We tried. We failed. Uh, we put a gazillion dollars into it. But uh, we haven't been able to make it work. No one wants to watch it. You know, they've had some decent, you know, um, episodes, if you will, decent years, decent numbers. But for the most part, it's it's a bunch of pampered athletes all patting themselves on the back saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Look how much uh, money I make and look how, how great I am. So I, I'm not into award shows. I, I'm, I'm not. So whether it's the ESPYs or the Oscars or whatever, uh, I'm not into that stuff. But. I will tell you, I've been a part of one of those. I've told this story uh, over the years here in New York. It was like a New York version of the ESPYs. And they awarded um, individual honors to every single New York team, which generally speaking wouldn't take that long. But here in New York, New Jersey, you've got the Rangers, you've got the Islanders, you've got the Devils, you've got the Yankees, you've got the Mets, you've got the Jets, you've got the Giants, you know, on and on, Knicks and the Nets. So um, it does take a little while. So I was involved with that. I'm telling you, even for a dopey little New York thing, which was probably 20 or so years ago, 20, 25 years ago, it cost a ton of money. People, and I was one of my jobs was, was calling up the celebrity slash athletes and asking them if they wanted to come. Because not only do you have to have the person get the award, but you, you, know, you have to fill out the place. And I got to tell you, Half the time, the people that were supposed to get the award couldn't be bothered, and we had to choose someone else for the award. You know, we were going to offer, you know, I'll just say the Jets. We were going to offer the Jets thing to, to Joe Schmo, and Joe Schmo said, ah, you know, I, I can't be bothered. You know, I'm not in New York. I don't live in New York in the offseason. I'm not going to fly in. So we'd have to pick, like, someone else to give the award to. Or then if someone did want to, you know, partake in this thing, whether it was a guy that got the award or – just someone that you needed to, to fill out the uh, restaurant that you're going to have it in. You don't listen. They're not flying in and they're dying. That, that, that's not happening. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, you get people that come to these things. You have to, in essence, pay them, you, you know, if not write them out a check. But you have to fly him in. You got to fly his wife or girlfriend in some cases, their kids in. You got to put them up in hotels. You got to feed them. 
Then you got to give them gift baskets, you know, with some prizes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and that's, again, just for a dopey little New York thing. Can you imagine? You think you're calling up LeBron James and saying, hey, LeBron, you know what? Uh, we're having an ESPYs here. Do you want to come? They can call up Peyton Manning and say, hey, you know, uh, Peyton, you know what? We're having the ESPYs here. Do you mind if you want to stop by here? Uh, they got 50 zillion things going on. They got 50 zillion people handing them everything. No, no. You got, you got to give them some perks. And those perks are not cheap. So it is a costly, costly, costly operation to hold one of those award shows, much more than what you would ever think. So when you couple the expense of putting it all together, and now in this case, nobody, and I mean nobody watching, and I was amazed. I, I tell you what, I really thought there'd be a gazillion stories in the newspapers or online, on Twitter, you know, whatever the case may be, and nobody talked about it. And I, I was all set on Monday to give this long rant about how it was boring and I didn't watch anything, or, but you know what? Nobody even brought it up. Nobody. So um, half of, less than a half a million people tuning in for the ESPYs. I'm guessing, again, but next year, what are you going to do? Are they going to stop? You know, are they going to tell the world, oh, by the way, you know what? Uh, this has been a failed proposition for the last several years, so we can't do it anymore. That's very very hard to swallow that kind of pride um, and just admit that it's not worth it anymore. But it isn't. That that has got to cost them a ton, like I said, of money. I'd be curious. I, I bet with all those people, you know, they they have basically every big time celebrity, whether it's an athlete, they fill that arena up with uh, you know singers and actors and and everything. I I bet that, and this is no exaggeration, I bet that cost them a good six to seven million dollars. You know, and, and I don't know how much money they bring back advertising wise, but it is it's not uh, an easy thing to do. Uh, it really isn't. And then you find out that no one's watching. Wow, <laughs> about that. 844-843-6879. So you got the you know the NBA, you know, we were talking about the you know Major League Baseball bickering back and forth with the players and the owners. NBA, this is gonna be an interesting day today because the Wizards, as we told you, with their center Bertowns, who's gonna be a free agent. And, you know, Washington's on board with this because they want to sign him. But he's been dealing with some health situations injury-wise, and he's, he's been healthy. He's had a productive season, but he told the Wizards, and again, the Wizards on board, that he's not going to come back and play. He, he's done. That's it. He's not going to risk it. He's going to be unrestricted free agent, which means he obviously can sign anywhere, although it looks like, you know, him and the Wizards uh, have come to some kind of agreement that he'll re-sign with them. But for now, he's an unrestricted free agent. So now you have Orlando's Evan Fournier reacting to the news with a pair of tweets basically just ripping him, saying, seriously, though, the H.O., uh, if you think it's okay to sit and watch your teammates play while you're perfectly healthy, it says a lot about you. Wow. How about that? You know, and listen, I agree with them, to tell you the truth. Now, it's Washington. And even if a miracle occurred and they made the postseason, they're going to get their ass kicked, I would think, by the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round or lose the 8-9 matchup. So, but still, listen, you're healthy. You're under contract. You need to make some money. You're talking about eight lousy games. And he's saying thanks, but no thanks. And it does say something about his character. But it's rare. 
It's very, very rare when you have a player on one team ripping a player on someone else's team. That does not happen. I don't know if there's um, something between these two that would prompt uh, Evan to, to make these comments like this, but I'm curious to see what other people say. You know, when we get, you know, our four to six, maybe more eight, who knows, players saying today that they're not going to partake in the upcoming NBA season. Maybe we get a lot more Evan Fournier is coming out and, and sounding off. But it, that I am real. I'm more curious to see how that sits with the NBA than I am to see who actually opts out. I don't think they would rip Dwight Howard because he's got some issues. Uh, I guess one of the 6,000 baby mamas he has passed away, sadly. So he's dealing with that. Um, and apparently some other issues that he's dealing with that I don't know of. So there'll be certain guys that'll get a pass. I'd be interested to see if uh, Nikola Jokic says thanks, but no thanks. He tested positive for the coronavirus in Serbia. Um, so would he still you know, get quarantined for two weeks and then decide to come over after that? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's interesting because if you've seen pictures of him lately, he lost like some 40 pounds, they're saying, during uh, the league's hiatus and actually got himself... I, we all thought into shape, but maybe it's just he lost the 40 pounds because he was sick. So he tests positive for the coronavirus. That would be huge, you know, already. Listen, without joking, the Denver Nuggets, they're a nice little team, but they're not beating LeBron and company without this guy. So one of the main obstacles for LeBron to get to an NBA Finals seemingly is done. Now, he could return in a couple of weeks. But we'll see, you know, just because you have to be quarantined for two weeks does not mean necessarily that you're going to be healed in two weeks. You know, there's a big difference. So if he can't come back, you know, I would think Denver postseason Lakers, it probably would be a month into the season. Eight games is going to take about a week and a half. First round of the playoffs. They wouldn't meet until probably in the earliest, the second round of the postseason. So they might be able to get him back, but um, you know, you got to wonder what kind of shape he's going to be in if he's just going to be quarantined, you know, out with the coronavirus. He's not going to be running up and down a basketball court, staying in shape. So if you're LeBron James, uh, you got to believe he is just uh, tickled pink right now to find out that this guy, you know, might not be available this season for the Denver Nuggets. I tell you, LeBron is going to walk, just just walk into the postseason. It really is. And then the other thing in the NBA is, I don't know if you saw this story, but Paul George was on a podcast called The Knuckleheads. Not sure who hosts that. Otherwise, I'd give him props. But he revealed why he asked for a trade from the Indiana Pacers in the summer of 2017. You know, we, we thought it was some issues because he had proclaimed that he wanted to stay with Indiana. I remember that little press conference he had at one of the concerts. He said he was staying at Indiana. So, and, and then a, you know, a year later, he said, no, I want out. So he was told, apparently, that the Pacers had an opportunity to sign, in his words, the best power forward in the game. He wouldn't say who that person is. You could speculate. Speculation is it was Anthony Davis since he was on a trade market. And the Pacers told him they can't afford it. We're a mid-major market club. We're a small market. Uh, we can't do it. We can't afford that. And then he was like, you know, going back to them, he was saying, like, you get the best power forward in the game that says he wants to come here and play, and, and you're telling me that you can't make it happen? And they said no. 
And that pissed him off to the point of like, and and listen, I get it. He's like, well, what am I doing here then? You know, if, if I have a chance to go get, we'll just say it's Anthony Davis. If I have a good chance to go get Anthony Davis, no matter what it took, and you're telling me that you're not going to make it happen, then get me out. And that's why he was traded to the LA Clippers. So why I like owners like Mark Cuban, Jerry Jones, Daniel Snyder, and the others. They may all have big mouths. Most owners will do whatever it takes to win. Most owners, sadly, are not like that. All right, we'll close up shop next. Bagels and bad pizzas on a Wednesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So today, let us wrap up shop a couple of stories that uh, we'd have uh, an opportunity to get to. Uh, a day after I say I could kick Mike Tyson's ass in the boxing ring, he came out with another video yesterday. Tyson, uh, you know, showing his speed. Apparently, he's going to have an exhibition fight for charity. But I'm telling you right now, 54 years old, at the end of June, I could kick his ass. Forget about John Jones. Forget about Evander Holyfield. Put him in with yours truly, Mr. Vegas, and let's go. Let's duke it out. Uh, despite being really recommended, no official rules. This is not like LeBron James breaking the rules with the L.A. Lakers. But uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer players, including one Tom Brady, were seen working out at a uh, Berkeley prep school yesterday, despite, again, being advised not to. So, uh once again, Tom Brady, boy, he will do absolutely anything what it takes to win. Story that I, I'm just, I'm sick and tired of these stories. I just am. West Virginia placed their defensive coordinator, Vic Coning, on administrative leave after being accused of mistreatment by his safety because he used a bad word. Not a racial word, just a bad word. Oh, my God. The, the, the softness of America is just, just crazy. It really, God forbid you should actually just swear at it. It's unbelievable. Peyton Manning. Uh, said that he was close to becoming a Washington Redskin. We kind of knew that Mike Shanahan was trying to go after Peyton when he left uh, Indianapolis and ended up with the Denver Broncos. Uh, but it was revealed yesterday that he actually was close to being with uh, Washington. But instead, they uh, went up in a draft and got my guy, RG3. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin said that Ben Roethlisberger is progressing well and should be set for the upcoming season if, in fact, we have uh, an upcoming season. So that's good news. For a uh, Pittsburgh Steeler fan for sure. That'll do it for us. Keep those emails coming. Go to the website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Keep the tweets coming. I'll be on Twitter later on this afternoon slash later on tonight. And uh, hopefully we hear from Bubba Wallace and uh, get an explanation as to why he still thinks there was actually a noose in his garage. Good job at the phone calls, the emails, and the tweeters. We'll do it all again tomorrow right here at Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly. Got it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.